Welcome to Salt Shaker 513 Podcast, where you will find devotions on a variety of topics along with teachings of biblical subjects to stir your spirit, encourage your spiritual growth, and infill you with the Word of God. Wherever you are, sit back and receive what God has for you in this message. We've talked about healing from incurable diseases. We've talked about praying for the sick. We've talked about blind eyes open, deaf ears open. Aaron's complaining about the volume, this kid. Oh, are they? Can you give me more volume? Or you want me to pull it closer? That's my bad, guys. Sorry. I, I'm one of the only ones that come in here, comes in here and messes with the mic every time. So that's my fault. Thanks, Aaron, for being negative. Check. Aaron, is this good enough? Aaron, please let me know. All right, so we've talked about all of those things. I'm getting a thumbs up in the studio. So, Aaron, Mr. Sensitive Ears, please let me know if you can hear me. All right, so today we were talking about the lame walk. And this is kind of hits home with me because, you know, I grew up playing soccer. Now it's like right in my face playing soccer, and back then we didn't have the nice Asher turf that had the, thanks Eric, uh, that had the rubber in it for cushioning. We literally had like thin turf on top of concrete. And my knees were just trashed by the time I was probably 28 years old. And I remember when I went to Zambia, that would have been 2011, to do my missions training. We would hike up and down this gorge like all the time, a couple times a week, the whole group of us. And I remember it would hurt coming down. Up, Going up, I was fine, but coming down, my knees would hurt so bad. Then my first year I moved to South Africa, it got even worse. And up, up and down stairs, I was having to walk sideways, even though I was still in my 20s. And I just really grabbed a hold of the word of faith and healing. And it, it took, I, I can't remember how long it was, to be honest. It was a couple months that every morning when I got up, Father, I thank you that my knees are healed. I thank you that you are the creator. I thank you that you create new cartilage in my knees in Jesus' name. But since then, I mean, I've been able to play. I played soccer for another four or five years after that fact and received a total healing, and I haven't had issues in my knees in that aspect ever since then. Um, How? Got healed. He was about to have knee surgery and got completely healed. I mean, he was having to use, he, having to use like a cane to walk, and he was completely healed. And you see this man. I know this picture is kind of blurry. Um, I apologize for that. But I wanted this picture in the background because if you see the man, I guess it would be on your what side? What side would that be? Their their right on your right with the cane had a stroke. And couldn't walk without the cane for seven years. And even when he walked, it was kind of ugly. But we prayed for him. The team prayed for him. And after praying for him, he began to walk and gain more and more strength. And he threw the cane down. And he actually gave us the cane. And he walked away from there, walking perfectly normal. So, if you're watching this morning, or share this if you know someone... Maybe you've had a stroke, maybe you, you've had knee issues, maybe you're bedridden, whatever it is, 
today. Grab a hold of the word of faith. Grab a hold of the word of God and fill yourself full of faith and, and reach out and receive what the Lord has for you. And then I'm going to pray for you at the end. All right, let's start. We're going to go through. I'm sure y'all are tired of some of these foundation scriptures, but we're going to do it every time so that I get it into your spirit, into your head, and you remember these verses. Is it God's will to heal you? Y'all should already know the answer to that, especially if you were here last night. Is it God's will to heal you? Luke 5, 12 through 15 in the New King James. For those of you that have hopped on, give me a little wave, a greeting, so I know you're there. I can see you as a number, but not as a person. And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him said, I am willing. Be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him, all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed of, be healed by him of their infirmities. Three John two. Three John two. God desires and prays that we would be in health, beloved. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Beloved, I pray, other translations say, I desire that you be in health. So the Father desires, Jesus prays for us, that we would be in health. So let's look at our foundation scripture that shows us where sickness comes from. And there's many other verses that you could put here, but we're going to do Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. You could throw John 10.10 there. For the thief does not come but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come to give life and life more abundantly. You could throw the verse in there that I read last night. I think it's Ephesians 4.26 out of the Amplified that talks about the devil has been a liar from the beginning. He is the father of lies. That anytime he opens his mouth, you know that he is lying. Matthew 9.35. We see here that Jesus has authority, ability, power, dominion over every type of sickness and disease. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. You know, I was talking to Aaron last night after service, and he was commenting that someone that he knew, I'm not going to say who or where or anything, was just like, heard some healing stuff for the first, or maybe not the first time, but had heard it, and they were like, why aren't churches preaching this? And he said, well, I'm going to a church that does. 
Because we're supposed to do like Jesus did. We're supposed to be like Jesus. We should be preaching, we should be teaching, and we should be demonstrating. If you go to a church that is not demonstrating the power of God, then they are not being like Jesus. Just throwing that out there. One of the coolest scriptures in the Bible, which is hard for me to say, because if you listen to me on another platform, I pretty much say every scripture I read is my favorite scripture. But one of the coolest ones, that's a different description. So that doesn't mean it's one of my favorites. It just means it's cooler. Is John 14, 12 through 14. Because Jesus says something very important to us and about us. And one of the biggest breakthroughs you can have, one of the biggest revelations you can have is studying what the word says that we have through Jesus. If you study all the in hymns, through hymns, all of those, I promise you it'll change your life. But John 14, 12 says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do he will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Whatever you ask in my name that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's powerful. You, you can never again, once you get a revelation of that verse, once you've heard it, I'll, I'll even give you the benefit of that. Once you've heard it three times, you can never say, well, I can't do what Jesus did. Yeah, yeah, you actually can. The Bible says that you can and you shall do these same works and greater works. Ma Matthew 10, we're going to do verse 1, then skip down to 7 and 8. This is another one that, go, that, goes par, that pairs right with John 14, 12, that really shows us that Jesus transferred his authority, his ability, his power to us as his disciples, that he's given us that same authority. Matthew 10, 1 says, And when he had called out his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Skip down to 7, and it says, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. I'm going to talk on that for just a second. Freely you have received, freely give. It's talking about healing. It's talking about receiving the kingdom. Saying, I have filled you up with the kingdom of God. Now you go and preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because when you are filled up with the kingdom, when you're filled up with his word, you have life on the inside of you. When you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you have life. Everything that comes out of you should produce life. The Bible tells us that the words of the godly produce life. Many people just want to be healed so they can feel better. But God wants you to be healed because, so that you can do something about other people's mess. I taught on compassion recently. The very definition of compassion is seeing someone else's distress 
and wanting to do something about it. If you, if you want to do something about it, if you're implored to do something about it, that means you have the resources to do something about it. You have the resources to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Isaiah 35, verse 6. So now let's start getting into where we're looking at the lame shall walk. And as we go through these, those of you watching that have been through a stroke and part of your body's paralyzed or whatever, I know there, there's a couple of people that have an issue with one hand or something. And we're, we'll get into bone, healing of bone issues in another, in another live stream, but take a hold of this now. Isaiah 35 verse 6. Say to those who are fearful hearted, be strong and do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, with recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer. So just type that in there. I will leap like a deer. And the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall birth, burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. Matthew 15, 30. I'm glad that screen is big, Miss Donner. I would not have been able to tell what that was, but that's a deer. Matthew 15, 30. Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, the blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. Matthew 4:24 And Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in their synagogues preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Just type this in. I know it's going to be a little long, but we're just going to kind of put all the verses we just went through in one. Jesus has transferred authority and power to me. And I'll repeat it. Jesus has transferred authority and power to me to heal all kinds of sickness and every manner of disease. What happened? So I'll repeat it. Jesus has transferred authority and power to me to heal all kinds of sickness and every manner of disease. Good morning, Nicole. 
Wow, y'all did good. Good morning, Irene. All right, let's continue on. Healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. We're in Matthew 4, 24. Then his fame went throughout all of Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics and paralytics. Morning, Paul. And he healed them. Matthew 9, verses 1 through 8. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven to you, or to say, Arise and walk? that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to men. This reminds me, I think I've told this story once on here. This reminds me of a man that I encountered and uh, I think it was me and Tondo um, encountered this man in South Africa. And he was laying in his bed. And they had told us, yeah, he hasn't been out of his bed in years. That the, the family would help him get up to go to the bathroom. And that was about it. And we found out also that he was the headsman of the village. And so, you know, they asked us to pray for him. We prayed for him. And he said he wanted to go outside, so they helped him go outside. No, let me go back, sorry. We prayed for him. He said he felt stronger. Uh, he thanked us. We went further into the village. Then we came back. We had to come back by his house to get back to camp. And he was sitting outside. And we were like, you know, what's going on? Oh, he wanted to come outside, so we helped him get outside. And so we talked to him for a little bit. You know, he had felt stronger and stronger. And then the next day we came back by, and he was out with a bunch of people sitting around him in a circle. And he was having a meeting with all different, the people that were under him, headsmen that were underneath him. And we talked to him, and he had walked out on his own power for the first time in years. So that was just awesome. anyone else getting a all right wow whatever Facebook just did stuff you it just took our viewers from like 20 something to 7 all right anyways we are back I don't know what Facebook was trying to do but we are back sorry for a brief interruption all right, Matthew 21, 14. 
the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Yeah, now I'm getting text that the Facebook froze. Yes, we, we know. We're back on. Thanks, Xavier. Thank you for texting me while I'm trying to teach. I appreciate that. Mark 2. Mark 2, 1 through 12. Mark 2, 1 through 12. And again, he entered Capernaum after some days, and it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered. So there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. Then they came to him, bringing a paralytic who was carried by four men. I love this story. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So last night we talked about the story of of um, Jairus' daughter and how Jesus and the, the three disciples that he trusted to be full of faith had to walk through this group of people that were just weeping and wailing and confessing that the girl was dead. So here, you can either have friends that'll speak doubt over your life, that'll tell you, oh no, you're dying. Oh no, you're sick. Oh, you're gonna get sick. Or you can have friends like this man, that when they heard Jesus was in town, he had four friends that believed in Jesus, that had enough faith, that cared about this man enough, that they were willing to carry him, haul him up on the roof, tear the roof apart, and lower him down into the atmosphere of healing. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which a paralytic was lying. The paralytic was lying. When Jesus saw their faith. See, it wasn't even the man's faith. It was because of his friends. The faith of his friends. He said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes are sitting there and reason in their hearts. Why does this man speak blasphemies like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit, they were reasoned within reasoned this within themselves he said to them why do you reason about these things in your heart which is easier to say to the paralytic your sins are forgiven you or to say arise take up your bed and walk but that you may know the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins so he looks at the paralytic i say to you arise take up your bed and go to your house immediately he rose up took up the bed and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. I mean, just, just imagine if church was packed out, so much so that you couldn't even get in the doors. All of a sudden, the roof starts coming off. And these four guys are lowering this other guy down on a bed. And then Jesus says, arise, get up, take your bed, and go home. And the man just gets up, starts carrying his bed out. I mean, ju just put yourself there. How amazing. Luke 5. Luke 5, 17 through 26. 
Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men, men brought on a bed man who was paralyzed that they sought to bring him in and lay before him. And he could not find how to bring him in. Okay, that's just, this is just another version of what we just read. We don't need to read that one. John 5, 1, 9 through 15. Sorry, we'll go 1 through 14. John 5, 1 through 15. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water was made well, whatever disease he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? This, this is what's kind of cool, too, is this, this man wasn't even in faith. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. Th that's how you know he was lame or paralyzed. But while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore said to, said to him who was cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. He answered them, He who made me well said to me, Take up your bed and walk. Then they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. So we'll touch on that just for a second. Good morning, Miss Marilyn White. And I'm going to put this, whenever I teach on the natural side of healing, based on the word, this is going to be one of them. Listen to what it says. See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Okay, so you've been healed. How do you prevent sickness and disease from coming upon you? Right there. One of the ways is to sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Acts 3, 1 through 11. Actually, I'm going to come back to that one because I like it a lot. We'll skip to Acts 8, 4 through 8. Therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded these things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Philip, again, was not one of the disciples. He was in the ministry of helps. And he was still performing miracles. Just, just throwing that out there. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Acts 9, 
32 through 35. Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all the parts of the country, that he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia. There he found a certain man named Aeneas, who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydia and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Acts 14, verses 8 through 10. Y'all are doing great to keep up. Acts 14, 8 through 10. You're so worried about me praising you that you got distracted. That's why you should seek the praise of God, not the praise of man. <laughs> Acts 14, verses 8 through 10. Sorry, we're just having a little fun. And Lysteria, Lystra, in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul, observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet. And he leapt and walked. And we're going to end today with this one. Acts 3, 1 through 11. And if you're in your homes, if you're in your workplace, wherever you are, and you, like I said, maybe you've had a stroke, maybe you've had something wrong with your feet from birth, maybe something a traumatic injury, whatever it is. Maybe you're paralyzed, bedridden, whatever. Just get ready, because after this verse, you're going to start jumping around. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms from those who entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. He asked for money. And fixing his eyes on them with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. This goes back to freely you have received, freely give. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. So, Father, right now, according to your word, I speak to every person under the sound of my voice. Whether they be lame, paralyzed, have had a stroke and haven't been able to use one side of their body. Whether there's an issue with their feet and they have trouble walking, issues with their knees, their hips, 
any neurological thing that causes them not to be able to walk, whether they be weak due to a sickness, whatever it is, I command them by the power of the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, the name that is above every name, I command them now to rise up and walk in Jesus' name. I command them to walk, leap, and praise your glorious name. Father, I thank you that you have transferred your authority and your power over every manner of sickness and disease to us. I thank you that you've told us that if we would lay hands on the sick, that they will recover. I thank you, Father, that you told us that you watch over your word. You actively watch over your word to perform it. And Father, this morning we've read your word. We've seen numerous instances where you heal the lame, where you heal the sick. You heal every manner of sickness and disease. So we speak forth your word. And command every manner of sickness and disease to go now. We thank you for healing our bodies. We thank you for making us whole. For you are the creator. You created the human body in the first place. You know more than any doctor, than any scientist, any genetics person. Genetology, I don't know what they are. Geneticists, that's what they are. I thank you for creative miracles in the body now, in Jesus' name. You can create new organs. You can create cartilage. You can create tissue. You can create muscles. I thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Well, that's what I have for you. Facebook didn't like me praying in the name of Jesus, apparently, as they froze us again. But go over to YouTube, and you can watch the whole thing uninterrupted. That's, that's all I can tell you. We have prayer that starts in about an hour and 15 minutes. If you can be here, be here for that. Otherwise, we will see you Sunday morning. If you're in the new members class, we'll see you at 9 a.m., if you're just coming to service, we will see you at 10.30. If you want to sow a seed this morning, you can do so right there. Tells you how. You can go to citcdallas.com forward slash giving. You can text the word give to 972-848-6005. On Facebook, you can type hashtag donate right there in the comments. All right. Love you guys. We will see you Sunday. We hope you enjoyed today's service. You can always rewatch this message on our Facebook and YouTube archives. Download our podcast app to hear other messages like this one. We love you and we hope you have a great week. Follow us on social media at CITC Dallas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For more information about what's going on in Church in the City, 
visit our website at CITCDallas.com. We believe that message spoke to you today and will continue to have a lingering effect as you carry on with your day. Come back frequently for new messages and go and check out Salt Shaker 513 on Facebook, Instagram, and saltshaker513.com. You can also partner with us and all that God is doing on our website at saltshaker513.com. We love you and we look forward to spending some time together again soon.